In this bulletin, Australia unlikely to support Taiwan joining a key trading bloc as APEC nears its end. Two killed during a plane takeoff in Peru. And in sport, Germany's football officials unhappy with FIFA's human rights stance ahead of the Qatar World Cup. With the latest SBS News, I'm Marcus Megalokonomos. The Prime Minister has suggested Australia is unlikely to support Taiwan's entry into a key trading bloc in the Asia-Pacific region as the APEC summit nears its end in Thailand. Taiwan is a member of APEC, but not the CPTPP, which is the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. Anthony Albanese says there are other economies which are considered higher priority. Our position has not changed. Uh, the issue that is being dealt with at the moment that was agreed to be dealt with uh, by all the countries by consensus is the UK. Those negotiations have been going on for a year um, and uh, they're continuing to go on and we will deal with uh, the applications uh, on their merits. The New South Wales government says local communities should be praised for their care and resilience as preparations for more flash flooding in regional New South Wales continue. Dominic Perrottet says the state government and volunteers will continue to provide support, but he says it is the locals who are the real heroes. I have seen these stories all around the state. It's been a bloody tough 12 months, but in every place right across uh, our state, every single community, what I see on the ground every single time is our great people coming together to look after each other. The Premier's statement comes amid criticism by some flood-hit communities about official responses to the disaster. Forbes Mayor Phyllis Miller says there has been a lack of communication with the government not consulting locals on what they need. Temporary protection visa holders will be allowed to travel outside of Australia under changes announced today by the federal government. Immigration Minister Andrew Giles says those holders and safe haven enterprise visa conditions will be amended to allow those visa holders to request permission to travel to a third country and be allowed to go, something that is currently not permitted. There are almost 20,000 people on these kinds of visas, including 1,900 still in the review stage. Pressure is mounting on Australia to throw its weight behind helping free thousands of other people jailed by Myanmar's military dictatorship following the release of economist Sean Turnell. Human Rights Watch Asia Director Elaine Pearson says Mr Turnell and others jailed should never have spent one second in prison and that there are others who have been what they describe as arbitrarily detained. More than 15,700 people are believed to have been detained by the military and police in the country with at least 2,300 killed. Ms Pearson says Australia, the United Kingdom, the United States and other governments should demand the Myanmar military release all of them too. Professor Turnell was freed on Thursday this week under an amnesty covering close to 6,000 prisoners to celebrate Myanmar's National Victory Day. Two firefighters have died after a plane taking off in Peru struck their vehicle on the runway. Authorities say the accident occurred as a LATAM Airlines flight with 102 passengers and crew on board was leaving Lima's International Airport. It is understood that the truck was in motion when it was hit. Spokesperson for Lima Airport Partners, Rokio Espinosa, 
says they are fully cooperating with an inquiry that has been launched into the accident. We are tending to the authorities and in any case we will assume any corresponding responsibility. Currently everything has been handled by authorities and we are waiting for the investigation results, which will be given in the next hours. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has revealed his daughter to the world for the first time as tensions continue to simmer on the Korean peninsula. Photos have been released that show the pair hand-in-hand -in -hand inspecting the launch of the nuclear-armed country's largest missile, which was test-fired on Friday. The latest launch has prompted the United Nations Security Council to convene a meeting on Monday at the urging of the United States where North Korea will be the focus. The US says North Korea's latest missile test was a type that can hit many, many countries. Officials say the Security Council has a responsibility to protect global peace and security and the nuclear non-proliferation regime. Malaysians have begun voting in a closely run general election. It is feared the contest might not end years of political instability with three prime ministers in as many years as polls point to no clear winner in the Southeast Asian nation. But this voter, Sheikh Ghazali Bucks, says he is looking forward to positive change. I'm excited because I think we're going to get a new government, inshallah. And then, uh, so let's wait and see. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very confident that uh, Malaysians will go out and vote today and then we'll definitely get a new government. Long-time opposition leader Anwar Ibrahim's coalition is forecast to win the greatest number of parliamentary seats but may fail to seize the majority needed to form a government as he faces off against blocs led by Prime Minister Ismail Sabri Yaqob and former Premier Mayidin Yassin. A select group of young Australians have been appointed to a new federal government-sponsored advisory committee. There are 15 people on the committee aged between 13 and 24, the youngest being Tahan Rahman from Victoria. They are almost equally split between those aged 20 and those under 20 and come from every Australian state and territory. The Youth Steering Committee has been tasked with developing a new youth engagement model that will give young people a say on government policies and programs. NASA says its Artemis One mission remains on track for a flyby of the moon days after its successful launch from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida in the United States. The US Space Agency's uncrewed Orion spacecraft is now more than halfway to the moon. Flight controllers have used Orion's cameras to inspect two modules to check the equipment being tested is successfully operating. Artemis One mission manager Mike Sarafin says they are happy with the inspection results so far and that if all goes well, the crew capsule will be propelled into a wide orbit around the moon before returning to Earth with a Pacific splashdown within three weeks. FIFA has been criticised over allegations it's tried to restrict the political activities of national teams in relation to human rights ahead of the World Cup in Qatar. Qatar is the first Middle Eastern country to be selected by FIFA to host the World Cup, but the small, energy-rich nation has come under intense pressure for its treatment of foreign workers and restrictive social laws. German Football Federation president Bernd Neuendorf says FIFA president Gianni Infantino's letter two weeks ago, urging teams to focus only on the football and leave political issues aside, very much annoyed him. He says FIFA's decision to ban the Denmark team from bearing the slogan Human Rights for All on training shirts was also concerning when the world football body had said nothing about the protests in Iran. Such a slogan is not a political decision you can choose to take. It is about human rights, and they are universal and binding around the world. I think it is not a classic political statement in that sense. 
We should all be able to support this, especially FIFA. With the latest SBS News, I'm Marcus Megalokonomos.